From News Chopper 11, hovering just outside the Crab Nebula, it's Nerd News from Asteroid G. Listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein. With me at the news desk, as always, is Josh Schaefer, Queen B, and Bex. And today we are doing, obviously, Nerd News, our September edition of our monthly podcast. We are looking today at a few interesting and choice tidbits, and then a whole lot of politics, because the world is hell, and we're never escaping it. So before we get to the back half of this podcast where we bitch about the world, I want to cover some stuff that's coming up that's nerdy, that's interesting to me. So I know on the last podcast we discussed the Kevin Smith-backed He-Man show. Uh, apparently Netflix, for those that didn't know, although I'd heard rumors of this, has a second He-Man show they are going to be putting out. A very kid-friendly, 3D-animated He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Aside from myself, has anyone else watched the trailer for this thing? I watched it. <laughs> and your thoughts? It's a He-Man show? <laughs> like, you, it, you, you go ahead. It, I don't know. I'm not a big He-Man fan to begin with, mm-hmm. so... Like, I don't... It, it's hard for me to care, but I'm glad that it exists for someone who might care. Yeah. I guess. It's it's very kid friendly and it's very much yeah. a like let's take the idea of He-Man which is guy gets sword becomes big beefier version of guy. That's I mean that's that's all He-Man has to be right there. Um yeah. yeah. Uh and then they decide to like, you know, expand that concept and go in a different direction from the original He-Man show, throwing all the old continuity away and just creating something inspired by. And I mean I think I'm with you. I don't care about He-Man. Like, I, when I was five, I cared about He-Man. I'm no longer five. Um, so, and there were more interesting things like the TMNT to grab my attention. So, like, He-Man's He-Man, and I'm not, like, offended by it, but also I watched the trailer and I will admit, it's nothing there for me. No, it's... No. I, I probably won't watch it, like... No. I mean, it's just... It's cool that it exists, but... Like, I may take in three or four episodes, do a quick review of the first season for the website, and then be like, nah, I'm good. That was that yeah. was my fill right there. It's going to have to be special to draw my attention, considering the animation style and how toy-friendly it is. But I guess that's that was the original show, too, in a way. I mean, it, it was. It was. <laughs> 100%. I'm, He-Man, along with G.I. Joe, those were two shows that were absolutely... 30-minute commercials for the toys they were selling and nothing more. Yeah. I mean, like, maybe if the art style was a little cooler, but like, it I don't looks even... just like cheap GameCube graphics to me. Yeah, like... it, it does. It does look like cutscene graphics from a video game, which, if it was hand-drawn in this weird style, I think I'd probably like it a little better. But it definitely yeah. looks like it was done on the cheap, which, in fairness again, is exactly how the original He-Man was done. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't get much more on the cheap in the mid-80s than Funimation. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyone else? No, I mean, I I enjoyed the first half season, I guess. Um, the Kevin Smith one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. which surprised me, because, like, I wasn't a fan of He-Man before. Yep. And this was actually kind of engaging, so, like... 
I kind of like with Josh, but maybe a plus one or two to it. Like, I'm not super stoked, but I'm like, yeah, I, I'm interested in seeing what happens. At least a couple episodes. I mean, I watched the he- the She-Ra show with you, Bex, and, like, I know it's gone four or five seasons and people loved it. I couldn't get into that thing. Yeah, same. After the first few episodes, I'm like, yeah, it's lost me. Yeah. It's a lot better because um, we watched it with Catherine and the first half of the first season was kind of a drag, but it gets pretty good like towards season two. Hey, you know how I am and how long it took me to watch Arrested Development, a show I love because the first season kind of dragged. When a, when, a, when, yeah. when, a, when a season drags, I check out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you watch so much content, it's hard to... Yeah. I, 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 it funnels through me at this point. Something has to grab me, or at least be short. Like, I, I can yeah. sit for two hours and watch something crappy if it's just two hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, and plus, like, the Shira animation was so meh. Like, it's very it took... Steven Universe. Yeah. Yeah. Which is another Talk show about I, I couldn't get into. I couldn't get into that one. Yeah. So. I watched the first episode and I was like, I can't. <laughs> it's very popular. But yeah, I know. Fair. so next, I, huh? I was gonna say, like, I'll admit, like, I was interested in Steven Universe, and I know there's a movie out there that I probably should watch at some point, question mark. And I kind of fell off the bandwagon a bit, but <laughs> it's okay. Speaking of things I mean, that I, we, I know most of us are going to watch anyway, the new Spider Man, which had its first official trailer come out after apparently leaking a couple days earlier, and then Sony and Marvel were just like, fuck it, we may as well just release the damn thing at this point. Who's seen yeah. this one? What are your thoughts? I I kind of wish that they didn't bring back anything from the Tobey Maguire stuff, but <laughs> I see, I get why they did. It's interesting. Well, it's interesting to think that. All the Spider-Man movies that have come before are now somehow widely going to actually be in the Marvel continuity. Now, I will say, if that also somehow extends and they make a deal with Warner Brothers and the Blade movies are now in the Marvel continuity and we can have two Blades running around, I am 100% on board with everything. But, like, the Tobey Maguire movies, I don't much care for Tobey Maguire, I don't much care for Kirsten Dunst. That said, the Doc Ock and the original Green Goblin they had, I will take back any day of the week. Well, 100%. Yeah, so. Except for James Franco. He's kind of rapey now. Well, original original Green Goblin. We're talking Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the creepy, rapey uncle eyes, but he's a clean guy, far as we know. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what makes him scary in that movie. Um, I don't, like, I think the idea of the multiverse is interesting, and I, I honestly, I want to do a podcast with us once... Phase four of the MCU is over, and we can talk about this in more detail. But it's interesting how... So, Marvel, with the original movies of the MCU, phase one, took their time slowly ramping up the concept of a team-up movie. And they're kind of doing the same thing now, slowly ramping up the idea of the multiverse and getting people to accept it as a concept. Because, I mean, it's, you know, if you're a comic book fan, multiverse, yay, whatever. But, like, getting general audiences at the movie theater to be like, hey, look, multiverse, and actually use that word legitimately, that was a bridge I would have thought was too far ever, and Marvel's somehow doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I like Spider-Man. I like the Spider-Man movies. So, I'm, like, I'm on board. I just, I... 
it's going to be interesting because this one is weird. The, the, the big qualm I have, and I think I mentioned this to Bex when we were talking about it, is that it feels less like a straight Spider-Man movie, at least from the first trailer, and more like the adventures of Spider-Man and Doctor Strange buddy cops. Yeah, I would watch that. I, I like uh, Doctor Strange, though, I at do. least in the movie. I do, but he's gets, he has his own movie coming out in, like, six months. Uh, uh, Spider-Man, I want to be in a Spider-Man movie, you know? Yeah, he hasn't really had a, just a Spider-Man movie yet. No, because it was Spider-Man and Iron Man, and then Spider-Man, the grief of <laughs> Iron Man, along with Happy and Mysterio, who kind of filled the Iron Man role until he became a villain. And now Spider-Man and Doctor Strange... Like, just let Tom Holland play Spider-Man. Like, just let him go on yeah. and play Spider-Man. Yeah. That's true. But I wonder I wonder if it's one of those cases where Tom Holland does his best stuff if he's playing off as somebody else. But I don't know whether that's true or not, because, again, we haven't had, like, a straight-up right. Spider-Man movie. There, there's a way they could do that and still let Spider-Man be the lead of a Spider-Man movie. Bring in Miles Morales. God, yes. See? I would love that. Yeah. Just let the two of them be in a movie together. Then if you really want the, like, older brother, younger brother style dynamic they're kind of doing among these various characters, you get it without taking anything away from Spider-Man. So. <sighs> okay. Next That's... up. Wheel of Time. Has anyone seen the trailer for this movie or TV show that's coming out? See, I like the book, so yeah, I'm interested in watching it. I'm not sure how it will play off on the screen, but okay. So you are the filmmaker of our group, and I really want to talk to you about this specifically because I get that they're trying. Like, okay, so it's it's a fantasy show. Even if you don't want it to be Game of Thrones, everyone's going to compare it to Game of Thrones. While watching the trailer for The Wheel of Time, there were some sweeping images in there that looked like they were ripped straight out of Game of Thrones, yes? Yes, 100%, okay. yeah. And yet the cinematography and the special effects and the production values make this look straight off the CW. Yeah, I, I don't... It's like the director knew what they were doing, but yeah. whoever edited it didn't. So the editor, I'm hoping cinematographer, that... special effects people, it's like... Uh, Amazon had one really good guy they paid for and then cheaped out on everything else. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of wondering if they'll have, like, a... Like, maybe we got, like, a pre-edit version of a trailer or something, like... Because it seems like it needs a little bit of color correction because everything looks so muted. Muted, but, but also really stark and, like, it was yeah. very... I mean, obviously filmed on sound stages and not filmed at all outside. Like... The mm -hmm. cinematography just looks bad. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they spent all their money on Rosamund Pike and kind of forgot the rest. Or they had someone who's uh who's only worked on film and they gave they they hired them and like, by the way, we have four K digital cameras, get used to it. Right? Yeah. Well, their their casting isn't that great. I'm sorry. I'm not a huge fan of a fan of Rosamund Park a uh, Pike. I mean I I know she can act, but you have pretty much the rest of them are C actors at best. You CW, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. off the CW exactly. Yeah. K. Alexander, Madeline Madden, Daniel Henney. Like, who are these people? Why would we care? Yeah, yeah. I mean, now in fairness, it's not like beyond Sean Bean and um, 
Peter Dinklage, there were a lot of people most people would recognize in Game of Thrones. I mean, if you knew Terminator, Sarah Connell Chronicles, you knew who Cersei was, that kind of thing. But it's not like a lot of big stars. But the way that that show was filmed and the trailers for it got you sucked in immediately. This show feels like it's like purposely handicapping itself with its first trailer. It literally has three people in it that I recognize. <laughs> the rest of the cast is like all newbies or they've been in stuff that nobody would recognize. Yeah. Um, they have Kate Fleetwood, who was in a handful of fantasy shows. Mm -hmm. They have Miguel Alvarez, who plays the King of Galadin. And he he's recognizable. I can't tell you what he's been in, though. He's um, one of those, hey, it's that guy. Yeah, it's yeah. that guy. Yeah. And then um, you have Rosamund Pike, who's a movie actress. Yes. How the F did she get into this TV show? Like, <laughs> really? You're not even known. You're not even known as an actress for fantasy. Well, Josh, in, you, in, do you know who she's playing? Like, what what role she is in the books? Uh, no, I don't. Okay, because like the trailer, if we're going to use another comparison, makes her kind of look like the Gandalf of the show. You know, she's she's Moraine. That's who she's playing. I don't know. Her, her, I, I don't have read the books. I don't know who that is. Okay. Hold on. I can tell you in well, no, five I just want to know, like, because what I'm thinking is when I've seen Rosamund Pike, she plays a bad guy. Like, Gone Girl, for example. She's right. a sociopathic wife, you know? like Right. Gone Girl, I care a lot. All yeah. she ever does is play a bad guy. Sociopathic people. Yeah. So if she's supposed to be, like, the Gandalf of the group, that's going to be a really odd Gandalf. I mean, yeah, it's going to be a hard swallow for a lot of people. In all fairness, if you go back and watch Lord of the Rings, Gandalf's pretty sociopathic too. Uh, no, no, you guys go through the dwarven mine. You'll be fine. <laughs> right. He didn't exactly. want to go through the dwarven mines. He left that decision up to Frodo. <laughs> and then he let them run off while he kill stole the Balrog and leveled up, class promoted. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know that. Like, I know a lot of people are super stoked for Wheel of Time. It's a giant, like, 16-book series or something. Everyone's really happy this is coming out. But the first trailer is going to be, like, it doesn't make the show look like it's going to be for anyone other than hardcore fans of the novels. I don't know. Hard, all the fans I've ever met of Wheel of Time hate the the book series. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. It's like, why do you like it? I don't... <laughs> but... So all right. I mean, Moraine Damored, I guess, is her full name, and she, it's like she sounds like she's gonna be like Morgana Lafay or yeah, whatever. Lafay, yeah, just Lafay. My tongue was getting twisted around itself. Apparently, she she has a name you're not able to pronounce because if you do, it'll summon her. So okay, this is straight off of Wikipedia. So okay. she arrives in two rivers with the knowledge that the young person living there is uh, prophesized to be the dragon reborn. Okay. Okay, so it's like Skyrim. Yeah, Skyrim, Game of Thrones, and every other generic fantasy you've ever read. Right. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not excited. Yay! Speaking of fantasy everyone's read, apparently there's going to be a Game of Thrones convention, which makes me wonder... Why? Why? <laughs> Why? Why? Like so, everyone can scream at each other. You no, know, right? Like if this had come out during season six, a convention at that point, fantastic. Everyone would show up in droves. Coming up now, what five years after the show, the eighth season ended, or something, three years, something like yeah. that. Uh, when the Game of Thrones is at its lowest point because uh, George R. R. Martin can't even get another book out. Like, why? 
Well, and what's crazy to me too is that if you go to any department store, yeah, they still have Game of Thrones stuff on clearance, but that's not even clearing out because no one wants the crap anymore. No, no, eighth season killed the show. It could have ended yeah. on an epic note, and everyone would be like, "Woo, Game of Thrones! Let's get the next one going!" Yeah. But well, you know, keep in mind that Game of Thrones, the the initial season, does have the House of Dragon coming out. Well, so yeah. I know. Game of Thrones will continue. Um, How much do but, people care? Well, here's the thing. Do we really need another con for the sake of a con? No. I mean, we talked about the fact a couple months ago that there's going to be a Witcher con, but everyone just wants to see Henry Cavill. That's all that is. Like, yeah, it's right, exactly. only <laughs> I, I, well, it is this year. I'm sure it'll expand to like actually live next time. But like, I do like I do like one of the frequently asked questions. Can I get a refund? <laughs> <laughs> For the con, that's pretty funny. Yes, but it, it's a uh, what is it? It's a uh, uh, the you have to battle to the death for it first. Whatever that that's called, Tri- trial by uh, combat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you have to you have to fight the exchequer in trial by combat. That's how you get your refund. Oh, it was supposed to happen August sixth, so it's already the date has already come and gone, and because COVID was still going on, a lot of people didn't go. So they're wondering if they can get their tickets back. Um, but it looks like they're going to try to reschedule it for next year, kind of like what uh, um, Gen Con did for the uh, last couple of years. So, like the real Game of Thrones, by the time you actually get to the end point, it fucks you, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And since you mentioned coronavirus, we can actually nicely segue into the next topic I had. Movies getting delayed due to coronavirus. So Venom, is it's the se- Venom sequel has already been pushed back, which I know most of us in the room don't care about that much. Although the first one was fun. Um, but there's a lot of other ones. They're not sure if James Bond is going to come out now or get pushed. Mission Impossible 7 has been pushed. Uh, Top Gun. Top Gun also pushed. Mm-hmm. Actually, both of those are apparently in the same month right now. So it's a yeah. Tom Cruise double feature. Uh, John Wick has been pushed. Matrix has actually been pushed up just so that the WB can release it this year, like around Christmas time and get the damn thing out because they're tired of pushing it around the schedule. Like Batman and Morbius has been pushed to 2022 as well. Yep. So, and I mean, Morbius, we were talking about that back in 2019. Like, <laughs> shit, guys. <laughs> but the new Ghostbusters movie has not been delayed yet, which I am okay with. We're going to have to have a uh, podcast about that movie when it comes out. I'm just saying. Tom Holland movies, Uncharted is getting pushed 2022. The King's Man is getting, um, has a new release date for December of this year. Mm-hmm. Peter Rabbit too. Nobody cares. Um, Clifford the Big Red Dog doesn't even have a release date now. <laughs> I know that's that's heartbreaking for everyone in this room. I'm just I'm I'm thoroughly yeah, disappointed. Oh uh, yeah, Shazam two's been pushed at this point. You were saying? Oh yeah, um, Shazam two's been pushed back, which is surprising because that one could be released by the WB whenever they want on HBO Max. So yeah, well they were going to release it in 2022, but now it's 2023. Oh, that might just be because it's get the yeah. calendar's getting full and it's hard to get stuff filming. That, but again, that makes sense. That does make yeah. sense. Yeah. Ghostbusters Afterlife will be coming out in November. Presumably. Presumably. That's and that's the thing. Like I do every quarter I do a uh, trailer article for the website. And like for a couple months for a couple quarters there I didn't do anything because there just wasn't anything releasing. But I finally got to do one for summer. 
And now if I do another one for fall, I'm going to basically put an asterisk after every single date because none of this shit's guaranteed again. Right. Yeah. Morbius, that vampire movie is supposed to be coming out in January of next year. I mean, I, I do I do want to see it. The teaser trailer looked really good. This this gets us back, and this is where we slowly transition over to Bex's health corner soapbox. Um, The fact that, once again, we need to touch upon the fact that did we really need to open everything back up when we did? Because everything's just getting fucked up now. Like, it's numbers are up higher than they were before. Consumer confidence in movie theaters is down. Like, a bunch of stuff that if you sat there and gone, if we just stayed closed another three, six months, we probably would have avoided this. Yeah. yeah. But people yeah. don't People don't listen, Mike. I know. I'm trying to get them to listen to this, damn it. Yeah, you know how many times I've had to go into quarantine because I keep, like, someone around me keeps getting contact traced? Six and a half. Oh, I, I lost count. It's more, it's more frustrating that, like, and I know that, you know, I chose my profession, but, like, it's more frustrating that I'm doing everything correctly, but other people who are idiots keep making me not do stuff I want to do. Yeah. Can we please tell people in Hollywood to stop remaking the same fantasy um, uh, storybook films like Cinderella, Snow White? They're done. Move on. Because there's no reason why we need another Cinderella movie. Not not one not one. Not one reason. Yeah, where's where's our utopia movies? I'm I'm done with these these remakes and the apocalypse movies. Give us feel goods, dang it! That's, that's the world we live in right now. And as much as like Jennifer Lopez, she can't act. Stop putting her in movies. She can dance. I'll give her that. You she know, can't I, act. I honestly Stop. feel that way about Beyonce, and I know it's it's it feels bad to say something about the other queen bee in a podcast, but she's a bland actress. She shouldn't be an actress. Okay. You have you have a certain talent, okay? If you're going to have a certain talent and be a superstar in that super talent, there is no reason why you need to go out and be an actress somewhere else when you know for a fact you've been in movies and you suck. <laughs> so Beyonce, J-Lo, we love you. Stay in your lane. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. Any other news tidbits before we have one more fun fact trivia and move on with this? Resident Evil comes out in November 2024. No, November 24th, 21. So this November. Which the Resident new Evil? Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City, the reboot. Oh, they're doing another movie? I yeah. flew so far under the radar, I didn't know. I knew Netflix had a Resident Evil show and I meant to review it for the website, but I got three episodes in. And bear in mind, it's three episodes of four and they're 20 minutes apiece, and I was so utterly bored, I couldn't finish it. It was bad. So, I'm still um, curious as to why they're doing a third Fantastic Beasts since uh, J.K. Rowling kind of ruined her career. Because they still make money. I think the last one still made like $700 million. Oh, okay. Anyway, okay. one last interesting tidbit before we wrap this one up, because this is one that I learned recently, and while it's not new news. It's still interesting for those that are curious. So, Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker is an awful movie. I think we all can at least agree with that. Story-wise, it's really bad. One of the reasons why it's really bad 
is that it was written by the guy who wrote Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. <laughs> like, you saw that movie come out, Disney, and you're sitting there going, yeah, this has the quality we're looking for to help cap our giant trilogy that makes us a billion dollars at the box office every time. This seems like a great idea. Yeah, like, I, I really don't understand how people like that can continue to get jobs in Hollywood when it's the writing's on the wall. Yeah, it's, like, it's bottom you line. You see what happened. The, for, for most Hollywood negotiations, and Josh can attest to this because he and I have both researched it, they only really look at the bottom line of what the last project or two that you made actually mm -hmm. did. And Batman v Superman operating off of the goodwill of Man of Steel, which was popular at the time, managed to, I think, make like 900 or a billion dollars worldwide. So mm. contract-wise, that guy looked like a sure bet. Now, after hiring him and having him do the thing and see the script and realize how awful it was, I think people are going to look at his bottom line and recognize that he managed to take a, what, Force Awakens did 2.1 billion and Rise of Skywalker made just shy of a billion. They're going to look at him and goes, he ruins franchises, not he makes them better. Yeah. So. He's out. Yeah. He's, they're probably going to have the same cultural reckoning with J.J. Abrams as well. Because, yeah, that, that movie is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyone else got anything before we wrap up Nerd News? Yeah. Um, no, I right. think that's pretty much all I got. All the news. Oh, I do have something. Actually, I do have something. Oh, what? ThinkGeek is closing all their locations. I'd heard that, which is really sad because yeah. they already closed their um, online store. So GameStop bought them, ran them into the ground, and now they're going to disappear. Yep. That's I guess we kind of saw that coming. Yeah, well, yeah. it's GameStop. They're going to apparently merge all their merch and stuff with GameStop and Yep, and they'll just focus. GameStop stores, yeah. Which is crazy because I don't know when the last time you went to a GameStop store that was more than like 20 square feet was but and honestly they're mostly toys at this point because the video game market itself doesn't really support resale no not anymore either people buy physically because they're going to keep the game around forever or they buy it digitally because they don't feel like having physical media the whole middle ground of people that would buy play it for two weeks sell and buy something else is basically gone yeah yeah so well it doesn't help either that GameStop's become notorious for like giving ten to fifteen percent of the initial value, even yep. like a week after. Yep. And then putting like a sixty-five percent markup on it, like. Yep. They'd buy it for fifteen bucks and sell it for forty, even when yeah. it was a used copy. Yeah. 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 Did uh, you know that Toys R Us is going to be reanimated in uh, Macy's stores? I'd heard that too. Yeah, they're coming back. I, I think I even heard rumblings at one point that the KB brand is trying to come back as well, which. In both of those instances, who really cares about buying toys at a dedicated toy store anymore? Right, exactly. Yeah, Amazon or Target, that's where I go if I want to buy a toy. I never can find my toys at Target anymore. <laughs> Too many Ghostbuster fans. I, well, I was going to say, when I go to Target, I, I look for something and basically like all the good figures are gone and you get the box fillers that are left on the shelf. I can't even find box fillers right now. <laughs> that sucks. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Oh, that's sad. Okay. Stupid scalper. <laughs> Probably. 
I think with that, though, we're going to wrap up this nerd news. This has been Nerd News from Asteroid G. I am Mike Finkelstein. Josh Schaefer. Queen B. And Bex. And we will see you next time. Thank you.